Who is there for heroes of the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans? And who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's gold star, fallen first responder, smart home, and homeless veteran programs comprise their in-the-line-of-duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's never-forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is educating kids kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Shoulder to shoulder, shields high. Welcome to the Buck Sexton Show. Team, welcome to the Freedom Hut Tuesday, November 15th edition of the program. We have Republicans taking a House majority finally. It's not 100% official, but it's pretty much official. They're doing it. So that's a good thing. Kerry Lake lost last night in Arizona, which is a bad thing. And we have more analysis of what happened in this election. Maybe California and its ballot harvesting techniques that Republicans have even used recently is a pathway forward. We'll discuss that. Plus, a word from a philosopher in the UK about what it means to be a conservative and OFTX crypto is continuing to be a huge, uh, huge story here with billions and billions at stake. And now the founder saying he's going to raise money now to bail out the bankruptcy. Who's going to give this guy money? The second biggest donor to Democrats in the last election cycle, which I think needs to be said a lot. New York Times didn't say it at all. And a huge 2200 word piece on him didn't talk about those Democrat donations. 
Gee, I wonder what that's all about. Hmm, isn't that special? We'll discuss it in just a moment, my friends. But you're going to be doing a lot of stuff online. No matter who you are, a lot of stuff is going on online these days, right? There's no question about it. And so cyber criminals are trying to find all your information. They're combing the dark web for stolen data. And some of the things that they value most are your personal identifier information, PII, your full name, social security number, driver's license. And that stuff is actually out there on the dark web. And people buy it illegally and use it to take out loans in your name. It's important for us to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Your personal information gets exposed so often. Makes it really easy for cyber criminals to steal your identity. It's happened to me before. Fortunately, I have LifeLock in the background, so I got notified and I got help right away. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, like loans taken out in your name you didn't know about. And if you do become a victim of identity theft, like I I had a cable company, thought I owed them thousands of dollars, somebody had used my social security number, it wasn't actually me, LifeLock worked with me, got the whole thing fixed, got the whole thing squared away. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now and save up a 25% off your first year with promo code BUCK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use promo code BUCK for 25% off. All right, here's where we are in the election uh, situation. Uh, For one thing... It didn't go as we wanted it to in Arizona. Um, That much, I think, is pretty obvious, given where we are, given the circumstances. Um, And I think everyone needs to do a bit more soul-searching about what we do going forward here to win. I mean, Ted Cruz, here he is. Play clip 19. Here's Ted Cruz telling everybody, look, we lost some races that we should have won, folks. That's the truth. So we need to look at what happened here. I am frustrated out of my mind that we did not have the kind of election we should have. The American people are really unhappy with the path we're on. The polling shows about 70% of Americans know that we're on the wrong path. And yet, unfortunately, the Democrats defied the odds. They held on to the Senate. We lost some races we shouldn't have lost. And, and, And I think that means, at least in the United States Senate, we need to change what we're doing. We need strong, principled conservatives in the Senate to stand and lead, to lead as happy warriors, to lead with a smile but with a clear contrast. We need to to not roll over and give in to disastrous policies from the Democrats, but rather give the voters a clear and meaningful alternative. Yeah, about that. Um, McCarthy in Congress already won the first vote to be the GOP majority leader in the House. So I don't know if we're getting a change in leadership. McConnell's holding those Senate elections. McConnell doesn't care. He just wants to be in charge. I think McConnell would prefer being in charge to being in the majority. And uh, Ted Cruz has blamed him and said this exactly what I just said. This is a widespread sentiment. Play clip 20. If you look at this last cycle, Mitch McConnell pulled the money out of Arizona. We could have won Arizona. We nearly won Arizona. And abandoning Blake Masters was indefensible. Why did that happen? I got to ask you because everybody is going to say the same thing I am right now. Explain to me, Senator, why in a race where the polling showed that we had a legitimate chance of winning there, why did he pull out that money from Masters who desperately needed it? Because Masters said he would vote against Mitch McConnell. And so Mitch would rather be leader than have a Republican majority. If there's a Republican who can win who's not going to support Mitch, 
The truth of the matter is he'd rather the Democrat win. So he pulled all the money out of Arizona. Apparently, if you come at the Mitch, you best not miss. I guess that's the lesson for people running in the Senate. If we're not going to get rid of him, which we're probably not, he's going to be Senate Minority Leader again. I believe that was my friend Ben Ferguson there asking the question. Uh, so here we are trying to figure out what happened. Uh, and in Arizona, specifically, Kerry Lake lost, who was probably the most closely associated with former President Trump, spent the most time, maybe with the exception of Mastriano in Pennsylvania, who lost very, very uh, big time to uh, the to Shapiro for the governor's race there. Kerry Lake lost. And we can talk about how it's sketchy that the systems in place here keep bringing about these results. But we're also not playing the playing the game by the rules that are in place to the best possible advantage that we can. So we shouldn't be surprised when we have disappointing outcomes. And I I know that's kind of hard for some people here. I'm just here telling you the truth. I get people that yell at me that say, oh, but it's stolen. I say, "Okay, so what does that mean? Let's just assume it is. Where? How? If we don't know how, how do we fix it? So what is telling us that it's stolen actually do? You say, oh, we're going to look for how it was stolen. Okay, well, then let's find it. So then we agree you have to find the way in which it was stolen. It's not enough to just assert that. we got to find proof and evidence so we can fix it and we can hold people responsible or accountable. You know, if you use the term rigged, which I greatly prefer because I think it's a, well, first of all, it's definitely true. Right. Stolen, I think, is for a lot of people an emotional gut feeling about this election in some places They say, oh, it was stolen. You say, well, OK, yes, Democrats are shifty and dishonest. And would they cheat if they could get away with it? Sure. But the cheating pattern here is very strange because you have states like Nevada where we win the governor's race, but we lose a Senate race. You're going to say they set it up so that there were fake ballots that elected a Republican. One, I mean, being governor is not a small thing in Nevada, right? So that's kind of a big deal. So if that's a big deal, what's going on here? And then I bring you to just just hear me out on this one. And I because I'm getting all the emails. Oh, they cheated. They cheated. They cheated. I got the same emails in 2020. I don't want to get the same emails in 2024. So whether they cheated or not, whether you believe that or not, we have to figure out how, where and in what ways. Right. We have to figure that out. It's not enough to just say, oh, they cheated. Well, how? And really? What does that mean? If you want to say rigged, as in they pretend that it doesn't open the system to all kinds of manipulation with ballot harvesting and early voting and expanding early voting to be like a month before actual election day or even more than that in some places. Yeah, all that is a big problem. I think it's disingenuous. I think it's dishonest. I think it makes it much easier for fraud to be committed. But if we keep losing in these states, the states run their own elections. So we see the problem doesn't get better by saying, look what they're doing. They shouldn't do that. We got to win. How do we figure out a way to win? We were close to winning in these places. And I mean, to believe, I honestly just think people are giving the Democrats in some areas here too much credit to think that they'd be able to pull off Very specific, not even across the board, ballot wide cheating, but only in certain races and certain times and not have anybody be able to pick up on it or figure it out. We had we had poll watchers. I spoke to people, legal team out there paying attention to everything they can. So, okay, if there's cheating, show me the cheating. 
And if we can't show it, then talking about it doesn't really help us very much. It is rigged. Can we talk about how we make it not rigged anymore? Wouldn't that be a better way to go? Wouldn't that make more sense, at least in the in the immediate uh, future, until we can actually get some changes made? Meaning we fight fire with fire until we can change the rules. Right? If, if uh, we don't, we're going to keep losing. By the way, California, we do have some races. Lauren Boebert in Colorado came from behind. Came from behind, even though there were delays in the vote count there in Colorado. So it's not the case. People keep saying, this, oh, but we lose every race that gets delayed beyond election. That's not true. So we have, we're, we're the reality team, right? We're honesty. We're, we're fact-based. It's not true that they lose every, that we lose every election after. So people can get mad at me for saying that, but it's just not true. And in California right now, um, I think it, I can't remember the, uh, the name of the, the woman who's running in, in a race that's still going there, Democrat. But she is losing ground. As the votes are tallied up, you know why? Because in California, they have Republicans there that make an effort to do early voting. And they do ballot harvesting, too. And they and they tell people to use the drop boxes. They're using the rules as they are to their benefit. California Republicans got crushed in 2018. This year, we're going to win a bunch of very important congressional seats in California. Why? Because the GOP in that state, or really it was actually just more Republican organizations in that state, decided we got to fight fire with fire. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing here. You know, we're, we're trying to be honest about what's happening so that we can win the next time around. I want to talk to you, though, in a second about what's going on with the Democrats um, and the psychology of the Democrat Party right now and, and what it means to be a conservative today. And then also a little more on uh, FTX crypto. But if you ever thought about being a real estate investor, listen up, okay? It's a process that if you don't know what you're doing, it can be overwhelming. You're buying a house as an investment. It's not a small thing. So you want to make sure you're making the right decision, that you've had all the numbers crunched, that you have real expertise in that area, in that neighborhood, in that state, somebody who knows the market cold, and therefore you're making a smart, sound, long-term investment that's going to give you free cash flow every month, and you're going to build up equity in the house over time. Doesn't that sound great? That's what my friends at Done For You Real Estate can do for you. Just go to doneforyoubuck.com. Again, that's doneforyoubuck.com. I'm just telling you to do what I've done. I'm a Done For You client. I own multiple houses that I bought through Done For You Real Estate. They act as my, as my advisory, as my experts, and they've done this for thousands of people across the country. The houses I bought with Done For You Real Estate are doing so well. All of them have a tenant in place. I've never had even a full month of vacancy in any of the houses that I've bought. I mean, it's worked out really well. And and that's because they know what they're doing. And now I'm a real estate investor. And I'm building up a portfolio. You can join me on this journey. Go to doneforyoubuck.com. Again, that's doneforyoubuck.com to begin your real estate investment journey today. Doneforyoubuck.com. So y- you may have noticed there, there's a story in Vice magazine or Vice the website, about people who want non-binary bottom surgery. And this is this is real. This was in Vice, which is a very left-wing website. And it's where somebody who is trans wants to either have both a penis and a vagina. So if they have a vagina, they want a penis to be built, but they leave the vagina. Or if they have a, you know, you, you get it, right? They want both pairs or... If they are, uh, there are even some people who are 
claiming they want to be gender neutral downstairs, if you catch my drift. They want all of the genitalia surgically removed and just have essentially a, a urinary tract with an exit so they can urinate. That's it. I know this is pretty intense stuff, but this is where this is now a part of the trans movement. And when Vice wrote about this, they were bemoaning the fact that the people that want this are having a hard time getting access, as in having doctors who will do the surgery and I assume having insurance and taxpayers pay for it. So that's where we are now. Remove all the genitals or I want two pairs of genitals. And if you don't believe that, you are are refusing someone's truth or something like that. I was reminded uh, earlier today of, of something that Roger um, uh, Scruton, I believe that's how you say his name. I've seen this this quote, this clip before. Yeah, Roger Scruton, or maybe it's Scruton. I'm just kidding. It's Scruton. He said this in 2018 about what does it mean to be a conservative? And I thought you should hear this because it really struck a chord with me. Play four. The typical conservative, in my reading of events, is someone who looks around himself and he finds things that he loves, you know, and he thinks, well, those things are threatened, they're vulnerable, right. I've got to protect. And it's not often that you find on the left somebody who looks around and finds things that he loves. It's always something that's gone wrong, something that is even hateful. Uh, and you've got to mobilize against it. If you've lost any sense that actually the world is lovable, and that there are things therefore to be rescued in it, you have actually lost the, the sense of why there is such a thing as a community in the first place. And that I think is one of the things that I felt very strongly throughout my life, that, that there really are wonderful things that we've inherited. Yes, to be a conservative in the truest sense is to want to defend what is true and beautiful and kind and righteous in our society, in our world, and unfortunately, so much of the progressive and woke left is is uh, angry and hateful and seeks to undermine, destroy and annihilate in the service of a revolution of some sort that will bring about the perfect future. If only we destroy everything around us, we'll build something perfect in its place. You can say this is the root fallacy of leftism, which unfortunately is now the dominant ideology of the Democrat Party. And you see this all over and you see this with the gender identity debate. How far will they take this? It's not enough merely to make accommodations for people who have uh, who have gender issues or no, no, no. They want to eradicate the notion of gender entirely. Destroy it all and then maybe build something new. What will our categorizations be? Whatever someone says, that's not a that's not an organizing principle for society. Doesn't matter. Destruction creates its own power. They know that. That's why they're trying to do so many of these things. Speaking of, uh, unfortunately, destruction, you'll notice that in a lot of states, they're getting very extreme about abortion, even more extreme in some ways than they were before Roe v. Wade was overturned. The left has mobilized on this issue, and they are more aggressive in some ways than I've seen them in years pushing propaganda about, oh, it's not really a heartbeat, or, oh, it's just about a woman's health freedom. No, it's about a baby in the womb. Look, we're changing laws as quickly as we can, but we're going to lose in some places, and that means there's going to be a lot of abortions taking place. 
You need to do what you can as a member of the pro-life community today to help save lives. The pre-born pregnancy clinics began their mission over 16 years ago to love and help women with unplanned pregnancies. The first step in that is offering them a free ultrasound because when an expectant mother hears her baby's heartbeat and sees the image of her baby on ultrasound, it is a divine moment, a connection between that mother, the baby, and God. But preborn's response here, providing that ultrasound and then additional help if the mother needs it, if she chooses life, it's entirely dependent upon you, the pro-life community, and your generosity, your donations. Your help is needed now more than ever. For just $28, you can give an ultrasound to an expectant mother. $140 helps to rescue five babies' lives through these ultrasounds. All you have to do to donate is dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 on your cell phone and say the word baby. That will connect you with someone at Preborn who can tell you more and receive your donation. Their website is preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Let's help this organization save as many as 40,000 lives. Preborn.com slash buck. It is so important, the work that they're doing. Now, I told you about FTX trading and how this guy who's the second biggest donor to Democrats. Now they're saying, oh, but the co-CEO donated some to Republicans. Who's the co-CEO? Like, no one's heard of that guy. Was he really running the show? Was he really the co-CEO? And by the way, he gave, even by the reports I've seen, uh, about half, if that, of what was given by um, Sam Bankman freed to the Democrat Party. And I'm not the only one who's noticed this. I want to be clear. A lot of people are noticing. New York Times has given very gentle treatment of this guy because he donated $40 million to Democrats in the midterm cycle. Here is, for example, Ken Griffin of Citadel, which is a huge financial uh, firm, talking about FTX and Trump lose an aligned item that they had over at the FTX crypto trading platform that has imploded and now risks up to a $50 billion bankruptcy. Play three. You know, on the balance sheet of FTX is a line called Trump lose. And Sam was the second biggest donor to Democratic candidates. I'm going to leave it to everybody else to draw their own conclusions about what you're saying here. Right. Those are those are really, really ugly facts when you see a fraud of this magnitude having played out and you find no regulators were there to prevent it. That's a really, really tough story. Fraud of this magnitude. Notice the word that he uses. Ken Griffin, Citadel Securities, the CEO, it's a massive financial firm. He knows what's up. It's a fraud, he says. And the regu- regulators want to know part of it. Why? This guy was getting invites to the Biden White House to hang out with Joe Biden, talk to all of his people. He was close to them. He was funding the preferred Democrat candidates. And he was funding their agenda through climate change and equity and all this other do good, wannabe do good or nonsense. It actually doesn't do good, this stuff. This is all just part of the apparatus, all just part of the left and their system. We'll talk more about this. Obviously, I'm on this story. I think it's really important. I want to thank you, especially those of you who are joining the Rumble channel. Go to uh, rumble.com slash Buck Sexton and uh, also all of our podcast listeners. As I say, we're building out the studio here, the uh, Freedom Hut. We're going to have more stuff up, more things going on. So um, please spread the word. Uh, like I say, we're going to start having guests and all these things are happening. Probably going to be really a 2023 version of it, meaning that we're going to have the 2.0 start in 2023, so about another month and change here of this version of the show, but we're going to build it out, be doing more, and so all of my subscribers, 
Some of you have been with me since original Saturday Squad, meaning you were OSS back in 2012. So you've been with me for over a decade. We're going to go in our 11th year here, and I thank you so much for that. Um, but more on that tomorrow and the days after. Shields high. Who is there for heroes of the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans? And who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's gold star, fallen first responder, smart home, and homeless veteran programs comprise their in-the-line-of-duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's never-forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is educating kids kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.